I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company, Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Don't forget to head on over to our website, shamelesssex.com, for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. This is your monthly bonus episode. What does that mean? It means there are no ads. We're ad-free. We're ad-free. This is your ad about (laughs) ad-free. Now to buy your (laughs) ad-free podcast, go to 555. And we do this because we need advertisers uh, because, you know, we spend a lot of time doing the podcast. We got to eat. We got to buy equipment to make us sound good. We need wine. And (laughs) and so, uh, but we also understand that ads can be irritating at times. Oh, yeah. We're all drinking wine together. We have our guest here. Ray's Poet, here. Ray Monet. Cheers. Salud. Yes, cheers. Cheers. Um, so yeah, anyways, once a month you get this because we uh, want to please you, but we also need to have our ad episodes. Um, so, but let's just dive on in. We have Poet Ray Monet, a DC native, uh, obviously does poetry, but erotic poetry. Uh, started using erotic poetry to combat the serious lack of sexual education in America. Uh, we're going to have Ray talk about a number of things, including um, not just poetry, and you'll get some erotic poetry in this episode, but also we're going to talk about how to give head without losing your own. You all, our listeners, well, most of them love tools about sexual mastery, like oral sex 101, et cetera. So we wanted to share a little bit of that since you have a workshop about that, Ray. But if you want to start with how you got to where you are today, how did you get to doing this erotic poetry and teaching these workshops? Um, well, weirdly, it's kind of a sad story, um, actually. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. You, you got to start with a downer so that we have nowhere to go but up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> That's kind of how my life was. Like, when I was younger, I dealt with a lot of, um, like, you know, like, sexual misconduct, mm-hmm. you know? So there were older boys who were doing things to me at the time I didn't know, you know, mm-hmm. was not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, older men, things like that. And thankfully, it wasn't anybody in my family. But still, I had to deal with a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have, you know, being a young girl. And that kind of, oh, man, it just it built up a lot of stuff, right? Because you're going through tons of emotions at that time. You're developing. So not only was I, you know, confused about myself, like who I was as a person, but I was confused about what was happening to me. So I discovered poetry. And that just like light bulb in my head. Okay. And everything just started to come together. And all of those hurt feelings that I was going through, all of that confusion, all started to pour out onto the paper. And eventually like other people, you know, started to see these poems or hear these poems as I would read them. And it meant something to them too. 
you know, it helped them as well. And that was the biggest thing that other people were saying, wow, like I, I went through something similar, like what you wrote really helped me or, oh my gosh, it, could I, could I take this to, to my mom or, or to my boyfriend and have them read this because this is exactly what I've been trying to say, you know? And that's what really got me here is other people being healed by my healing, my help in poetry. Um, so that's how I got to writing erotic things in the first place, like noticing that not only was there this huge gap for me in my sexual education and what I knew, but I was finding that same gap occurred for a lot of other people as well. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to help like kind of close that gap as far as what you know about sexual education and heal people as well with, um, you know, just the power of words. I just want to say how beautiful and amazing it is when people actually get out of their vulnerable shells, when they become vulnerable and it just inspires so many people by sharing your story. And it's, uh, you know, something that I think that hopefully more people can, can tap into and thank you for sharing your story because it's not easy and it's not something that anybody really knows they're going to choose that. And then once you start to tell other folks things that have happened and also the healing part can help happen for yourself. I mean, I, I've lived that as well. So thank you, Ray, for, for that. That's not easy work to do. And a lot of the folks that I know that get into the human sexuality realm, or actually a lot of the realms like ther- therapists and um, or various healers are you know, wounded healers. That's how I, I self-identify as that too. Why I got into the human sexual drama is I had so many questions. I had um, some not so wonderful things happen in sex um, and all of them I chose for the most part. There was maybe one or two that I didn't um, fully consent to, of course. But, um, and so I was like, I don't get this. I have my own stuff around it. And so that's why I wanted to really learn a lot about it. So I just want to normalize that experience that a lot of us in these realms are coming from the not so shiny place. And we're not broken. No, there's nothing wrong. That's something that that people think, oh, I'm totally, I'm just this disgusting human. This is, I'll speak for myself. This is what I've went through the process is because of this thing and this thing and this thing. And that's just, we're all beautiful and we're all perfect in our own ways. And it's cool with finding outlets that are you know, for you. It's probably therapeutic for you. It's also inspiring other people. There's so many different things. And then you probably find your passion. You're like, oh, this really fuels me up and feels really good. So awesome to, for you to be doing what you're doing. Yeah. So, I, I took a lot of therapy. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't want to. <laughs> so people, please go to therapy, pay your therapist. They're great people. Uh-huh. Uh, you need them as much as they need you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, we're all for that. But yeah, but you know, that's, that's definitely one of those things that, that helped me get through everything. Poetry mm-hmm. helps me get through every single day. Mm-hmm. Every day. I love that. Wow. And, and yeah. you write, do you write poetry every day? Um, almost, yeah. almost. I, I'm a mom of a two-year-old now, so I've taken a couple days off. Yeah. Um, but, but almost, I, I definitely at least uh, write, you know, something new weekly for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, that's great. I can't wait to read some of your things. I've heard heard you uh, speak your poetry. I heard a beautiful recording. So our listeners will get the opportunity to hear you speak. Uh, There is something really juicy and amazing that um, you talk about. Uh, You talk about how to give ahead without losing your own, which is, I I love that. Uh, Can you 
tell us a little bit more about what that means and, and kind of talk some more about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I find that um, a lot of women that I've talked to, um, especially after, you know, after releasing these poetry books, you know, more and more women come to me and they want to chat with me about, you know, their sexual experiences and how they might be able to, you know, make things a little bit better. And I find that um, head is either really, really easy and able for some women. And they're just like, oh yeah, no big deal. Pull it off the top. No, whatever. Mm-hmm. No problem. Okay. And there are other women who are just like, oh my God, I have no freaking clue what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't know if I'm doing it right. Um, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I actually blew on it once. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it's really a seminar for those women who, you know, who are just really not sure what they want to do, but at the same time, not losing yourself completely to, you know, let me just be a slave to this guy and what he needs and make it all about his pleasure. Don't forget that it's about you and your pleasure as well, you know? So we have to keep, you know, our mind on all of those things. And again, really just not lose yourself to only pleasing your partner, but also again, insisting on that pleasure for yourself. Uh, so what, what that brings to mind for me is, uh, and this is a generalization for um, for female identified folks um, or vulva owners, I guess, is that uh, there's like a caretaking culture that uh, it, we're socialized in or identify as that. Um, and, and where there, and if you actually, there's the book Girls and Sex, um, which is about uh, the, the the culture around sexuality for young women that um, actually young women or young girls, they're not or I guess that's like teenage girls, they're not having sex at a younger age, but they're giving blowjobs at a younger age than they have in the past. Also, let's talk about the Victorian era. Not a lot of blowjobs were given unless you paid a sex worker for that. That wasn't normal, normalized then. Um, and, you know, it's part of the caretaking culture. It's part of the, I need to do this to be liked, to get attention. And then they're kind of losing their center for themselves. And so it becomes more about the other person. So I like what you're saying. And also, I do know those women who are terrified of blowjobs. I have friends that are like, I'm great at sex. I fucking love sex. I can fuck the shit out of my partner and I'm great in bed. But when it comes to blowjobs, I'm terrified. I was one of those people. Really? Totally. Because I had the trauma around blowjobs forever. Uh So it was trauma. And then after that, I I wasn't experienced, right? So you can't learn from porn. And then if you have any trauma surrounding that oral sex, it, it is a very compromised position that you're in. You can look at it as compromising. However, it's actually can be really empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're giving pleasure, you know, there's, that's like a, that's such a wonderful thing. And there's some, some bits and pieces about, it. I think that can be tricky. So what would be some of your tips for empowered oral sex, how to not lose your own when you're giving head? Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Uh, number one is, of course, to take control of the situation, mm-hmm. all right? That is your house when you're there, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Just like when you check into a hotel room. Nobody else is supposed to be in that hotel. You can, you can, if you want, and go stand in the window because that is your damn room now, okay? And that is the same thing you need to do. You got to take control of the penis, okay? <laughs> you tell it who's boss, all right? <laughs> Seriously. I know. I, I'm serious. I love it. I'm like, fuck yes. <laughs> Take control of the dick. All right. That is yours. Nobody else's. So you dictate the speed, the flow, the depth. Don't let your guy put his hands all on the back of your head. No pushing down and do all of this mess. Slap his damn hands out of the way. <laughs> I'm serious. If yeah. you have to tell him, you say, put your hands to your side. Hell, sit on your hands. <laughs> Don't touch me. 
if that's what makes you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. If you want him to run his hands through your hair while you're doing it, then tell him to do that. Busy him with something while you are focusing, okay? That is the most important thing. It's like to take control. So in addition to that, of course, while you're doing that, like I, um, I like to play a really silly game and maybe this will help for some of the quirky folks, but um, maybe, maybe some of you know, or maybe some of you remember that when you're in the womb, the clitoris eventually becomes the head of the penis, right? Why don't you give it a few licks like you would like to be licked? I always think that that's a really fun game to play. Well, because for one, for one thing, it takes the awkwardness out of it, right? Because now you're not kind of like thinking about like, oh, let's make it so heavy and oh, I have to be serious. I have to fling my hair and I have to stick my butt out just so. Like, don't worry about all of that. Because really, he's not worried about all of that. He's super excited that oh my God, she's actually doing it. (laughs) There's a mouth on my cock. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's what, that's what's happening. So once you get down there, like, yeah, again, take control. Guess what? Do a little introduction. Talk to the dick. I don't think you should talk to every dick. You should talk to the dicks that you really, really like. Listen, you tell the dick whatever you need to. Okay. You, you can tell him hi, you know, introduce yourself, you know, Hey, what's up? I'm Ray. Um, it's good to see you again. I really like what you did to me last time. It was really, really good. So I'm down here to repay the favor. Okay. Ooh. Now don't you come too soon. All right. Cause it's going to feel good. All right. <laughs> then like you look up, you're like, okay, can you stop looking at me now? I'm fine. We're good. Okay. Mind your business. Right. You tell them to sit back and enjoy the show. And then deep throat the dick. Oh, immediately okay oh the first don't thing you wait do? for any yes yes it's the first thing you do but here's the thing this is also going to help you get your saliva going yes right free lube because sometimes yeah you're not always prepared you know sometimes hey whoa something's gone down and you weren't expecting it you know you're just sitting on the couch and all of a sudden there's a dick nearby you know i don't okay i don't know that's probably not <laughs> no that happens sometimes <laughs> But yeah, but seriously, sometimes like you're not prepared. So it's not like, oh, you can, you know, go have like a glass of orange juice, you know what I'm saying? Or something like that, or a glass of wine, something that will stimulate, you know, the, um, the saliva producing materials in your mouth. If that's not the case, and you're going into this situation, like, you know, with a regular mouth, or again, not with like a dry, like with a dry mouth, you're going to want to deep throat it first so that it hits the back hits those salivary glands and prepares the mouth for the rest of what you're about to do. Mm-hmm. So it's just helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, he might find it surprising. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not really about him. It's about you and about you, like kind of not only getting your mission done and getting him pleased, but again, about pleasing yourself as well. So what I think is when you're doing that, when you're going for that deep throat, like say to yourself in the back of the mind, like, oh shit, I'm the shit at this. I'm actually doing it. Oh, look at how far down it is. And when you come back up, look at his face and how pleased he is and congratulate yourself again. This is like all just a series of mental high fives, okay, that you're giving yourself the whole time. So it's like, oh, wow, like I'm really good at that. Okay, great. Let's try that one more time, okay? And go down again. And again, if he's trying to like, oh, it feels so good. He wants to put that hand, slap that shit away. (laughs) This is your house, mama. 
okay? You are doing what you need to do, okay? Now, while you're down there as well, I suggest that, okay, when you come back up to the top and you're done, you've got like enough saliva to do what you are ready to do. Put those hands into it. Get them active, one or both, however much you need to like cover the span of things, okay? And make sure that there's rotation, you know? Plan, like you're playing a little fiddle, a little flute. <laughs> right? I love that. Like, yeah, I mean, that's what I love to do. It's just like make up like little silly, stupid games for yourself, like so that you're able to keep it like kind of light, right? If you're one of those people who has like major anxiety about it, again, this is kind of what I'm, what I'm recommending is that you kind of play little games with yourself to kind of take out some of the seriousness, kind of take down some of the um, intimacy even. Now, of course, if you are someone who is, um, who or does not have so much anxiety um, about giving head, then you can stay serious, sure, to keep that kind of sexual, um, you know, tension that's in the room. Um, but, you know, still busy yourself, like busy yourself with moaning, counting his moans. You're, you can be counting, you know, like things like, oh, the number of times his balls jump or paying attention to when his balls jump. Oh, every time I hit the tip of his penis, just at this point, that's when his balls jump. He must like that. Let's get a couple more of those in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there are all different types of ways that you can do, um, you know, do things to stimulate things. One of the things I like, you know, is another silly one, um, the bunny rabbit. Okay. I was just kind of doing that motion, like that bunny rabbit motion. Right. So if you guys are, you know, listening to this and you've got, you know, your right hand, hold that up and, you know, make your peace sign. Right. So you have your peace sign and those three fingers at the base, there's a cock in your hand. That's where it is right there. in those three fingers down at the base there. So then you're going to take those two fingers up at the top and that's what you're going to use to kind of stimulate the backside and the top side of the head of the shaft. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, like ladies, you're doing it right. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> Just, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And, and for the men who are listening, guess what? This same motion can be used if you turn it upside down and you're oh. inside the vagina. Oh same thing. Bunny like, rabbit. Like bunny rabbit come yeah. Yeah. It is that kind of come hither motion. Yeah. So that same kind of thing. And I know it seems kind of weird, but again, it's one of those things that'll like stimulate the head of the penis. And again, remember the head of the penis that used to be the clitoris. If somebody was doing that and had my clitoris in the middle, it was doing this constantly. Mm-hmm. I think I would love that. Mm-hmm. I would love to feel that. I think that would feel great. Mm-hmm. So I let's am, do it to him too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So I mean, just like little small tips and tricks like that you know, that are really helpful. You know, again, that rotation of the hands and of the wrists. Don't worry, you're not going to get carpal tunnel, especially because you control the pace. You're the person that's in charge. Now, of course, if you are trying to bring him to a climax, that should probably increase the tempo of what you're doing. But don't put it at such a breakneck speed that you can't even keep up with what you're doing. You're going to lose control and everything's going to go all over the place. The tooth might even get introduced into there and we never want that to happen. So just be careful out there, folks. <laughs> and that's, it's, I mean, it's in, in a nutshell, most of what we do in any sexual experience or most of what we would 
try to do is be embodied and communicate and make it playful and fun, especially if you're nervous or, or uncomfortable in the situation. And I think those are good tips. And then try something new that you perhaps haven't tried before and then check in with your partner. Are you into this or the person that, you know, you're, you're pleasuring and also be sure that you are feeling the pleasure in that. And if, uh, a lot of times giving isn't about you feeling as much pleasure, but it's about you feeling comfortable mm-hmm. and feeling like you're or it, like badass or yeah, empowered. Empa- and it, right. I think that's great advice. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, I love when people emphasize the play and not making everything so serious. This is why people are freaked out about doing something, whether it's, you know, giving oral sex or, or hand sex or whatever it is that they're doing and is that they think it needs to be perfect or be a certain way. And if I don't do it right, then it's wrong. I have to take it all seriously. When really, if you just add play and you add some laughter and you, and I like what you're saying, like make it these fun games for you, like these fun little obstacle courses. Um, my, so my, my current partner, uh, did, did this thing. Uh, he named my, my pussy Gwendolyn, I'm pretty sure. And <laughs> he, so he does this playful thing where he, t- he has actually talked to Gwendolyn before and he's like, goes down and he's like right in front of my pussy. He starts whispering. I can barely hear what he's saying, but I think he's like, hi, oh, you're so, you're so beautiful. It's so, so nice to see you today. You're the most beautiful. And I'll be like, what are you saying? Kind down of there? like what Ray was talking yeah, about. Totally. totally. But I'll be like, what are you saying down there? And he'll be, he'll, he'll look at, he'll talk to Gwendolyn. He's like, she's interrupting us. Why is she trying to interrupt us? <laughs> I'm here just to talk to you and pleasure you. And I was like, just cracking up because it's just, yeah. But I'm also like, all right, well, he thinks my pussy is beautiful too. And it's playful. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I love that. I love that. Love that. And if someone, if someone's like, you should take this more seriously than I mean, for me, I'd be like, well, maybe we shouldn't be fucking, you know, so that for me personally, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Sex should be fun. Oral should be fun. Oral play should totally be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It should. Well, first of all, 500 points to your boyfriend. Uh, the <laughs> points are meaningless and mean nothing to the bragging points, but hey, give them to him, all right? Because that's awesome. I'm so in support of that. Um, secondly, I would just like to say that when you are, when you're, when you're giving oral to someone, it is like a really vulnerable position, position for both of you. It's vulnerable for everybody that's there. I mean, it's not just, oh, naked bodies or, you know, oh, and face-to-face with genitalia. It's somebody is letting me, like, actually explore them, you know? And it's more than what everybody else gets to see in the world and what everybody else gets to see outside. And that, I think, is a moment that, you know, that should be, you know, kind of treasured and empowering to both people, you know? So, again, like, for, you know, for the person who is maybe receiving, you know, again, to like, not be trying to like take control of the head or stuff like that. Like maybe that feels good to you. But again, like you said, checking in with your partner and making sure like, Hey, is everything like good here? Like, is it okay if I, if I do a little stroking here? Like, yeah, that's great. Awesome. Like do that. But another way I think that people can feel really, really empowered is by changing up the positions, um, you know, that we give head in as well. Um, and I know that maybe seems kind of weird because um, I don't know, like, like what happens. Um, you have the old the, the couch lean over, mm-hmm. right? The old couch lean over or maybe the front seat lean over uh, for some of you uh, advanced folks out there. <laughs> um, you know, uh, let's see, what do you have? You have to like the, the kneeling, you know, in front of like the couch or the bed, right? Or like, or like the per- one person is standing, the other person is kneeling, right? Um, Let's try, let's try, you know, both of you laying down like a sideways 69, you know, let's try, um, let's try 
one of you is in a chair. Let's let's do that. Some people don't like to kneel or to get down or they have bad bad knees or bad backs. So, you know, get up high. Act, you know, pull out, pull out the ladder. Act like you're the handyman today. Mm-hmm. That's also a little sexual role play, guys. Yeah, get on the train. Mm-hmm. Let's bring some stuff in here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's make it fun. You know, when you're doing things like this, why don't you try, you know, popping onto a, popping onto like a nearby chair. I mean, even just changing up the way that you're positioned and these things can even be empowering to people with, you know, again, those particular anxiety issues, you know, because again, you're having like a mental block, you know, here, some people are having a physical block, um, you know, as well that goes into that component. So I just want to kind of try and give like a little tip for everybody. You know, something that anybody can use, you know, it doesn't have to be for every single person, but I definitely think that it's helpful um, to someone. And and I think that people love variety too, especially when, you know, you've been sucking that cock for five years, suck it in a different position. You just added variety and a feeling of newness and also comfort, right? If you're saying all bodies are different or maybe you have injuries and, you know, it's really important for you to be comfortable while you are a giver in the giving role, because if you're not comfortable, you're going to be in your head thinking about your discomfort the entire time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's all really valuable. How do your, so I'm, I'm curious, you know, linking this to the poetry, how does your poetry inform your seminars that you're teaching? What you're talking about now is a seminar that you teach and the poetry is something else that you do. You're saying you're doing it at 1am tonight. Um, and so how, how does this poetry actually uh, kind of carry over into your seminars? Oh, well, um, I use the poetry to make different examples Um, different examples about um, normally whatever that particular seminar is going to be about. Mm. Um, So if I, you know, have this, you know, have this seminar about head, then I'll, then I'll bring in a couple of, you know, a couple of head related poems, you know, to kind of service and kind of, kind of put us in the mood to get us in that thought process for what we are about to kind of get into. So it's, um, it's really just using it to, uh, set the scene and the tone for the class that's about to partake. Mm-hmm. Would you be willing to read something on the air for our listeners? Something from Heck no. the court? Heck no! A poet Buy the book is what they're going to have to do. No. Uh, <laughs> we'll still go out and buy the book and you have yes. videos too as well. And we'll give you the book information yes. in a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, of course, I will read something for you guys. Now, um, I know I've just said I normally like to read like head poems if I'm talking about head and stuff. But this one I kind of think covers them all. Um, if you don't mind, yes. I, I love, I mean, I'm not supposed to have a favorite poem. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to, but this might be it. Mm-hmm. So, you can do whatever I you want. I think you can have a favorite inside um, Is it like a poetry? No. Favorites? I know. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I feel like I feel guilty when people ask me if I have a favorite because I've written all of these other things, like hundreds of other poems. And they're like, well, but this is your favorite one. Like, okay, all right, well, I'll get this book because this one has your favorite poem in it. Mm-hmm. And it's I have like to put like more your, poems in other books. It's like the poetry is your, yeah. ch- your children and you don't want them to know that you have a favorite or something. Ah, you want them yes. Uh-huh. yes, it's exactly that. Mm-hmm. I definitely no. <laughs> what is your favorite poem called? Um, so this is called uh, Whore. Ooh, I like it already. Yeah, this is called. I'm pretty sure I'm a whore. 
because all I heard was a knock on the door, two quiet taps in rapid succession just after the text message announcing that he was present. So I opened for him. And like the many men before, I dressed according to his needs, pampered his ego, letting him mold me into this woman that he wished I could be, but just temporarily. Because in a few days, no, fuck it, a few minutes from now, another man will come around changing me from your vision of this brown-skinned Betty Crocker into his slave. A kind of slut. Treating me only as I agreed to be with every new guy, there's some non-disclosure contingency, i.e. if this gets out, it's over. So I just keep my seat back stretched across satin sheets, making certain that he feels like a king before I kneel to his throne. And praise him I did with my lips and tongue. My whole mouth went numb before he decided to come over again. Using me each time as if I were a washcloth, he would wipe his balls off and then hang me up to dry. And then return to his wife with lips drenched in my sensuous liquid love potion number nine. By my side, he reclines for two minutes to let his heart rest. He gets dressed and with a kiss promises to see me for dinner, which turned into a movie where he screwed me in the front row. Y'all know we paid $20 so we could fucking popcorn on the floor. <sighs> we could have did that at home. But I guess it's to appease me because I need him to at least act like I have some dignity in order to keep my sanity. I can't escape these stares to whispers. Words never spoken by hoes pissed because their income's soaring, but why buy it when it's free? Okay, look, 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 I don't just give it away. There are only a special few to whom I give the privilege of being with me. But the problem is they come and go as they please, giving me little rest between one and the next. My addiction to sex has put my spirit to the test, keeping my mind in this constant state of unrest. But still I lay here now, his pants down, wrapped around his ankles. Strong thighs help push him deeper inside where he massages the pride that I swallowed earlier in the front seat, turning our clandestine meat into a public feat while drops of sweat and curling toes paint tapestries on the back window. And you know, I manufacture moans and way more than that, making certain that he feels like this Mac while he empties the sack into me, filling the void only for a moment, but never for an eternity. And then he returned to me looking for that boost he so desperately needs. And I service him willingly, trading my cup for companionship because he's my friend, right? <laughs> That's the lie I try to justify on sleepless nights where cracked windows blow a breeze that stimulates me, giving the rise to the need to call and see who's free, but that's nobody. I tend to forget that I work on their schedule. So when that call comes in at 2 a.m., I'm like a nurse prepping for surgery. This delicate procedure of fabricating this fantasy for this man who doesn't even love me, nor I him, but we tend to fill this space, a private place within each other where the pain goes, the hurt grows, metastasizing upon our melancholy, turning our dark dreams into this vicious reality where he continues to demean me, letting drops fall ever so meaninglessly upon my skin, and I'm taking it all into myself again. I'm taking it all into myself again, and you know what? I'm pretty sure that makes me a whore. Yeah, I'm sure. That's whore. Yay! Wow, <laughs> that was awesome. I just want to tell everyone also that you were, most of this was, you weren't even looking, you have this book in your hand, but you just, you, this is all in your head. Like you were of this imprinted and it's just like this perfect poetry like this is like so you can tell you're speaking from your you know from your heart it's, and it's, it's so relevant to so many people out yes. there that are probably listening and like totally relating yeah. Yeah. yeah that's really good Thank you. that's amazing I that, ladies i love that seriously like like i said it's just it's it's all of this like past pain you mm-hmm. know and and growth 
you know, I think informs my poems and every one of them I try to put a message into Mm -hmm. so that it's not, it's not just, you know, sex for sex sake. Like, I mean, sure. I love a blowjob as much as the next guy or gal, you know, but, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think there should be purpose behind everything that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you are a person that is out there and you've been having sex without purpose, that just, it reminds me of the old me. Mm -hmm. And to me, it says, you know, that there's some pain somewhere, that there's some loss somewhere and that you need to take a moment and stop what you're doing and just get back to you. Get back to you first. And remember that this whole thing, this life of yours is about you. And if you're not good, if you're not healed, then you're not going to be able to put good into the rest of the world. And therefore you won't have good coming back to you. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, if you feel like you've been out there and like things have been spiraling downward or like, you know, just things in your life aren't working out and you're, you know, kind of, you know, trying to screw the pain away, you know, and you're not getting those results. That's why, like, because you haven't gotten back to you, you haven't, you know, gotten back to your heart and goodness and putting that goodness back out, you know, so that it can come back, you know, for you tenfold. So I I know what it's like to have been there, you know, for sure. Um, So those are the people that I write for, the ones Mm -hmm. who need it, I think. I think it's very powerful and I can understand why people reach out to you and tell you that you're a therapist for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because it's true. And and you, it's difficult to realize how much as a human being we put into other people to bring us happiness and whether you receive that happiness from that enjoyment, even though it's momentary, if it's through sex or pleasuring someone else or pleasuring yourself with another body, but it is so important to find out what lights you up and what keeps you happy and, and what is you, who are you as a human? And it's really, it's like this stuff that is so, so simple, but it's so fucking hard to do. So hard. Yes, it is. I mean, cause it's a journey. It, it really is. Um, you know, I, I definitely, I was running away from a lot of stuff you know, um, you know, again, like, and I, I have been, I have been raped in the sixth grade and I didn't tell my mom about it until I saw an episode of Oprah in my freshman year of college. Mm. Like it was years and years later, like, you know, and the crazy thing about it is that, you know, she tells me like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. You went through this. I went through this too. What? Yeah. You know? And to like have that kind of like, you know, that time and like that, you know, things that I never heard about from her, you know? Um, and I mean, you know, there, there was even a part of me at the time that, that had gotten kind of mad. I'm like, mom, why didn't you warn me? Mm-hmm. Like, this is one of the things that we should have talked about. Like, I felt like so much stuff was missing and, you know, and I, and I, and I wasn't getting that, you know? Um, so you know, again, that's, that's why I'm doing all of these things so that I can try and put a little education out there so that I can try to dispel myths so that I can try to help people heal, you know, um, and know about this thing 
something that is literally going to impact every area of our lives. Mm -hmm. People reel and fight against sexual education, you know, but then they're not doing it at home. Then it's like, oh, well, the school should teach you, but they should only teach you some things, but not everything. And it's like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, it is absolutely crazy to me. So one day, one day, um, in the far, far future, I would love to have like a, um, I would love to have a sexual education program that is countrywide that goes from the beginning of education through all, all years. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean, and, and don't even call it sex ed because people are going to get freaked out, you know, call it, I don't know, body studies or something like that. Like, but learn about, learn about your body and how it functions first. Learn about your own body and what it does. And you learn that incrementally as you're growing up, you know? And then eventually, sure, things are up introduced about the opposite sex and learning about their bodies too. And then you get incremental education on that step by step by step, like a little by little, just like we do with English class or math or science we don't come out, you know, and they're kindergartners, like, here's a test to turn on that Bunsen burner, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So don't do the same thing with sex. Don't vilify it. It's not a villainous thing. But we do need people to understand that, yeah, some people do treat it villainously. Mm-hmm. Some people are inappropriate. We need you to know what's inappropriate and what's not. Like, what span of things is in the context of normal, you know? what things might be abnormal still, like only for now, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think that everybody should be taught everything and should be able to make their own decisions about something so huge Mm -hmm. that is going to affect their life, their pay, how far their education goes, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I I mean, it's too big to ignore. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's crazy Absolutely. to think of that, that we are still where we are in you know the public school system still hasn't embraced is still a lot of absence only education I haven't embraced pleasure you know in terms of the conversations around pleasure there's there's conversations around you know sexual agency and um, you know consent etc and in some ways we're getting better at that in some ways not so much and I what you said too you know with your with your mom. The, the power of having like the, the conversations happen in the home are the most powerful, right? Like hearing from your, your, your parents or your caretakers, you know, maybe it's grandma, maybe it's your aunt or uncle or someone, you know, someone who has that conversation with that is your close trusted loved one. Those are the most important conversations as opposed to just some stranger in your sex ed class. Yeah. Those other ones are important, but you know, for all you parents out there and I don't, and you know, you're in your parent as well too, right? Like, um, it, you know, it, this is, I know it's a weird, it's a weird conversation. It's always an uncomfortable one to have with your kids, especially when it comes to things like consent and sexual um, violence. And it's so important. Um, and, you know, maybe you're getting, hopefully you're getting some inspiration. We've gone so many places in this podcast. I love this. I love with, um, this happens with sexuality a lot. It's like a journey. Like, let's talk about blowjobs. And now we're talking about erotic poetry. And now we're talking about some really important stuff here. All of it's important. Um, but, and I, I'm, so I'm really, and thank you for sharing. You, I mean, you do this, it sounds like very openly with your workshops and your poetry, very vulnerable uh, information about yourself. And I, and you are perfect for our podcast. We are called Shameless Sex. This is the, the point is, yeah, we want to talk yeah. about the fun stuff, but we also need to talk about the other stuff that is, 
um, you know, challenging because hopefully some listeners will hear that and be like, Oh, it's all intertwined. They're all so related, Mm -hmm. which is so, it's, I mean, it's, that's one thing when sometimes we get into these less juicy conversations, those can lead to the really delicious, pleasurable experiences later. So it's or, or that's when we get the emails. People that are like, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for yeah. sharing. Cause that happened to me too. And I feel like I couldn't talk about it or tell anyone because I had shame. I didn't think it was normal. And now I'm hearing someone else talk about it. And so, so thank you. We really appreciate that. And, and Ray, where like, where will you be next and what do you have coming up and how can people buy your find book? you and buy your book and all of those things? You can find out all about them if you follow me anywhere online under the name at Poet Ray Monette. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that stuff. It's P-O-E-T-R-A-E, M as in Mary, O, N as in Nancy, E, T as in Tom, military brat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you got you to gotta spell things out, even yeah. if it's, you know, I know it's supposed to be Mike and Oscar. You know, I get it, you guys. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I am so bad at that, by the way. I'm like, D is in uh, daddy, Darryl? daddy, uh, d- uh, dog. And there I'm so bad. Dick. At it. D is in dick. dick. I have never used that one, but that's helpful. Oh, oh, I have to do that one day. Yeah. D is in D. D is in D. I've got to do that. D- v is in D. <laughs> yeah. What about your, so your website is witchray.wordpress.com? Is that correct? Yes, that's right. It's which Ray, like which Ray are you going to get today? Uh Um, (laughs) Sorry, my mom says I have five personalities and all of them have to get a job. So that's (laughs) what I'm working on. Uh, no, seriously, like I, I, I'm an, I'm an author, I'm an artist, you know, I'm working on a nonprofit. I write, you know, music and songs. Like I, I've got a lot of stuff going on. I do event planning as well. So all of those personalities have got something to do. And, um, we're all busy all the time. And your book, will you tell us the name of your book and is it for sale on your website? How do people buy it? Oh, yes. Um, so I have lots of books, okay. six of them, um, in fact. But my the one I'm most proud of, the one with my favorite poem in it, mm-hmm. is uh, this one right here. It's The Birds, the Bees, and the Boudoir. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find this book in all of my books uh, by visiting my short link, okay? Because I got to give you the short one. It's a bit.ly, so B-I-T dot L-Y backslash Poet Ray Monet. Um, so just like everything else, uh, B-I-T dot L-Y backslash Poet Ray Monet, and that will get you there. Um, oh, in fact, I think that might be case sensitive. So the P, the R, and the M may be capitalized as well. Okay. So let me just... We'll add it to um, our yeah, we'll, website. We'll, we'll, we'll so put it on the online through. part. Yeah. yeah. That'll be on there. If people can go find it, you just go, everyone go look in the show notes um, and then you can yeah. find it too. And, you know, and, and, and all of that what, stuff will have links to everything else too. So yeah. you can find yeah. all of that stuff through that one link. And support your artists, people. Support all of your artists, your musicians, your poets, your 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 painters, et cetera, you know, and this podcast is free for you also. You're supporting us hopefully by um, supporting the artists that come on our show um, or, you know, with our advertisers, et cetera. But um, yeah, definitely support your artists because, you know, they're, they're dead, this is their energy and this is their passion that they're creating for you all to, um, you know, be entertained or to be inspired, et cetera. So, wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. And Ray, so Ray awesome. Monet, yes. you are not a whore ever. <laughs> 
and whore is not a bad word either. Yeah, or unless a, you want to be a whore. Unless you want to like, be a whore and you embody that whore. whore. Yeah. Whatever you want to be, you are. You're a beautiful, amazing human. And I am so, I feel so thankful that we have you on the show today. And I hope our listeners enjoyed it as much as I did. And I'm, I'm, I'll speak for Amy because she's right next to me as much as she did as well. So thank you, my darling Ray. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. No, ladies. Thank you. Seriously. You have taken a chance on an unknown person who just like, sends you this crazy email and I know you're like, where did this girl come from? Um, but I, I really appreciate you guys even taking a moment to, to look at my email, you know, to speak to me, to have this interview. I I'm very appreciative. And I thank both of you beautiful souls for having me. Thank oh, you. thank you. I'm sure our listeners will love you. Check out Poet Ray Monet if you're in D.C. or wherever she may be. And that wasn't poetry. <laughs> However, <laughs> uh, we love you, shameless sex revolutionaries. <laughs> and we will see you next Tuesday or for another bonus episode of Shameless Sex. I love you all. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.